the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We arrived, we found the telephone. Described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. In a world of cabs, Uber, and Lyft, we get into a car and hope that, because the company has done a proper background check, we are in safe hands. On August 11th, 1970, a man was born who would use his job to lure rape, and murder single African-American females. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Paul DeRosso was born in Texas on August 11, 1970. And, while not a lot is known about his life pre-criminal history, his first offenses as an adult were in 1991 and 1992 for carrying a concealed firearm in California. Nothing too horrible that would indicate the type of criminal that he would become. In 1992, he enlisted in the U.S. Army and was stationed in Germany. This is where he met a woman named Notaka, who he would later marry in Las Vegas in 1995. On March 13, 1997, his crimes drastically escalated, or so it seemed, by getting arrested for kidnapping and raping a young woman, though he was cleared of these charges in August. He was then discovered with stolen goods, court-martialed, and then dishonorably discharged in 1999. Less than a month after he was acquitted of his rape charges, the nude body of Tracy Habersham was found in Fort Benning. The 26-year-old had been missing for 48 hours, and when her body was discovered, she had been raped and strangled to death with a cord. 
Paul was not a suspect, though later DNA would tie him to this crime, but not before he would claim more victims. He and his wife and children moved to Jacksonville, Florida. The stress from the move, his inability to keep a job, and money later caused the couple to fight so viciously that Nataka went to the police in 1999 to ask for advice on how to file a restraining order after a fight ended in her being slapped. She painted the picture of a violent and easy-to-anger man, and neighbors described him as a lewd womanizer and claimed he would ask women as young as 13 if they wanted to, quote, make flicks with him. That same year, he raped and killed 24-year-old Teresa Mack in her apartment. In 2001, he was arrested for raping a woman, but only spent 30 days in prison and two years probation. On December 19, 2002, the body of 18-year-old Nicole Williams was found wrapped in a blanket at the bottom of a ditch. She had been missing for two days. Despite being a felon, Paul was able to get a few legitimate jobs, such as a school bus driver, an animal control worker, and a taxi cab driver. It was as a taxi driver, because they failed to do a background check, that he was able to come into contact with some of his victims. In January of 2003, the family of 19-year-old Nakia Kilpatrick went to check on her after no one had heard from her. When they entered her apartment, they found her two sons, 11 months old and two years old, alive but severely malnourished, and Nakia's body in her bedroom having been raped and strangled. She was also six months pregnant at the time of her murder and had been dead for two days before being found. Less than a week later, 20-year-old nursing assistant Shawanda Denise McAllister was found raped and strangled to death in her apartment. She was also pregnant at the time of her murder. She was killed on Paul's first day driving a cab for the Gator City Taxi. His next two victims, Giovanna Jefferson and Sarita Cohen, were found close to each other in a ditch next to a construction site. This time, witnesses were able to recount seeing the women with a taxi driver fitting Paul DeRosso's description. Giovanna's mother, after seeing her get into a cab and not returning home, even called her daughter's phone and spoke to Paul. He referred to himself as D and told her that he was bringing her home. She was never seen again. He was, due to his police record, already a suspect in the crimes and when Giovanna's mother contacted the cab company, they were able to trace Giovanna's driver back to Paul. Though they didn't have enough evidence to arrest him for the murders, they did arrest him for probation violation and held him while they searched for something to connect him to the crimes. With the help of DNA, fibers, and found items belonging to the victims, Paul DeRosso was charged with five counts of first-degree murder on June 17, 2003, as well as two more counts for child abuse for leaving Nakia's small children alone for two days. After his arrest, he was officially connected to the murder of Tracy Habersham in Georgia, and German authorities suspect he killed several women while stationed there. On December 13, 2007, Paul DeRosso was sentenced to death via lethal injection for the murder of Teresa Mack. He is currently still on death row. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.
Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.